Welcome back to another episode of Somewhere Between, a podcast made by Asian adoptees for Asian adoptees. I'm Maya. I'm Amy. And I'm Alia. Today we'll be discussing our gotcha days with our special guest, Andrew. Hi guys, I'm Andrew. I'm 22 years old, currently reside in the Seattle, Washington area. I was adopted from Seoul, South Korea when I was six months old. Uh, currently finishing up my undergraduate degree uh, from uni in uh, English education. And after I'm done, I have the plan to move back to Korea and try to teach over there. That sounds so cool. So for those of you guys who don't know, a gotcha day, um, it goes by a number of different names, but basically it's the day that your parents adopted you. For some people, it could be the day that they met you. So others, it could be the day that they got the paperwork and officially, you know, decided that this was going to be the baby we're going to adopt. Um, but that's kind of what we're going to be talking about today. So to open up the discussion, I'm going to ask the question of how do you celebrate your gotcha day? For me, my parents and I, we actually, I never heard the term gotcha day until way later when I reconnected with the people I got adopted with. We always called it my anniversary of adoption or anniversary. Um, basically, I would, you know, my parents would get me a really nice gift. It was like a really cool birthday, except it had a lot more significance and meaning. You know, on my birthday, I would get random gifts or like, you know, fun stuff. But on my adoption day or my anniversary day. It was always something very personal to the story of going to China and getting me. So sometimes um, it would be like a locket. A couple of times my parents, I guess they had bought a number of things in China when they went over. So they would gift me something that they got from, you know, a place that they went to when they went to adopt me, things like that. And then, of course, we would celebrate with like dessert. Um, they would try to do like a weird happy birthday mashup um Aww. stuff like that so it was just like a really special day to celebrate you know the moment we became a family that's what we always Aww, that's so sweet yeah it was nice i love how they tied it back to like you know stuff that they got in china like they planned ahead to kind of celebrate with you or like they made it very meaningful yeah and it was cool because my parents so my parents are divorced for those of you who don't know so like any holiday you know you do it twice so i would have you know time with my mom and then i would do it with my dad so i was like everything double double for me which was I thought it was fun I felt extra special <laughs> oh, that's cute um for me I think how we celebrated was my mom used to get um Chinese food from like one of the really good Chinese uh, food stores near us yes um, <laughs> and then she would like decorate I think she got these really pretty um silk table mats and mm -hmm. so she'd like make the table look really fancy and stuff like that and then I think that was basically the extent of it. They say happy adoption day. Yeah, that's cute. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Andrew? So for me growing up, uh, I think it was um, like when you're younger, right? Uh, I think my parents wanted to make it feel like pretty special and significant. So we'd always, I think on my gotcha day growing up, like they would let me choose what dinner we would have that night um kind of like we do that same tradition for uh like birthdays um in my family so if it's your birthday or for instance uh my gotcha day you know it's it's just a little like token of like hey let's celebrate you and i don't know <laughs> it's uh it's celebrated by you getting to choose what food you get to eat for that night but it's <laughs> it's small but it's it's always a good time um yeah. I have a younger sister that's also adopted. Um, 
from Korea, but we're not biological, but it's the same. It's the same situation for both of us. Um, I think, um, you know, at dinner, right, you get to choose what meal you had. Um, and then we just kind of talk about, you know, how, you know, I don't know. I think my parents would get a little emotional because they're like, oh, like they just kind of start reminiscing about like adopting us and what it was like uh, for my adoption. It was them waiting at the airport for me to come uh, from the plane. And I, don't know, I think it's just a special time to kind of uh, reflect and kind of tap back into those memories. Oh, that's so sweet. Yeah. yeah, I really like that. So did your parents not go to Korea to adopt you? No, so uh, I came on uh, like a f- like a flight, yeah, a plane from Seoul over to mm-hmm. Seattle um, with uh, my with I believe like one of the agents uh, from Eastern Catholic uh, Welfare, mm-hmm. like the agency. But my younger sister is a different situation. My parents actually went and flew to Korea to adopt her, and then took her back um on the plane so yeah we we have two very pretty different um like i don't know trips <laughs> yeah that's so cool i guess i never thought about like i just always assume like oh yeah like you, you go to the other country and you yeah that's really cool yeah did they take you back to korea when they went to go get your sister um no i think i actually was uh <laughs> i think they because uh, i think i was probably like four or five and <laughs> i think they just wanted to uh, avoid the hassle of a four or five year old yeah, on, on like a 13 hour plane ride oh yeah oh yeah definitely understandable yeah growing up uh we took a lot of family trips and i remember my one of the trips i think we went to hawaii and do you guys know like those toys that you used to have growing up where it was like the snow cone with the ball that you could like click the button and it would like shoot out yeah it was attached to the string Mm -hmm. yeah so i have one of those and like on this trip to hawaii i kept hitting the lady in front of me oh no no and i think that that, kid yeah right and so i think that was like one of the big reasons why i wasn't taken (laughs) on the trip (laughs) that's fair it's so cute um kind of like hearing your guys stories and like the different ways that everyone celebrates and like the meaning that you guys put behind it it's just really sweet hearing that for my family, we actually, I didn't even know what a gotcha day was until, um, you know, Amy, Maya, and I were just kind of discussing it about like podcast episode ideas. And I was like, what? What, what, what do you mean gotcha day? What is this thing, this term? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think for my family, we kind of just tried, my, my parents did the best they could to like normalize it and just like treat my brother and I, because he's also adopted, but he's adopted from um, Pakistan. To just treat it like, oh yeah, like nothing different. Like you guys are, it's like the same as ha- our bio, as if you're our biological children, you know. And like not trying to kind of separate from that. I think because I would separate in some ways um, when I'd mention uh, adoption or like not looking like them, and they just wanted to feel like normal about it. Mm-hmm. I can understand that. Yeah, it's an interesting term though. Gotcha day. Because I, I remember we were, when we were talking about it, um, you know, I think one of you had mentioned that some people actually feel uncomfortable with the term. So I was kind of wondering what you guys think or like feel about that. I definitely, I just never called it that. So I didn't know that that was like the, I guess the mainstream term for it. Because like I said, I always just called it my anniversary. By the way, very confusing. 
when I was little, I'd be like, yeah, I have my anniversary. And people would be like, you're married? I'd be like, I'm literally seven. Like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I called it my anniversary for, you know, most of my life. And then um, when I was like, I think 15 or 16, I learned the term gotcha day. Um, I played around with it, but it never really felt right with me. I guess it would be the equivalent of somebody coming in and saying, hey, you know that thing that you call birthday? Yeah, that's not what we call it. So it's totally different. It was just, I don't, I never thought there was a problem with it. I just never, it just wasn't what the day was called. So I don't really connect with it as much. My friend actually made the term adoptiversary because I was like, maybe I want to change it. He was Aww. like, well, it's your adoptiversary. That I do think is really cute. But at the end of the day, I still call it my anniversary. I like adoptiversary. Right? It's pretty like intuitive and creative. Right? I was like, man, this should be the term that everyone uses. Like that one is like a cute mashup. But again, you never <laughs> call it your anniversary. I guess people would just be like, I don't see the, the ingenuity behind it. It makes sense, though, you know? Right? How about you guys? What do you guys feel about the term? Um, growing up, uh, my parents called it, they would say, Happy Adoption Day. Um, but my crib mate, she used to always say Gotcha Day, so I think that's kind of where I picked it up from, like, a pretty young age. But I prefer Adoption Day. I don't know why. But I think Gotcha Day is, like, a bit more, like, catchy, but I also I can kind of see, like, why people might have a problem with, like, the word gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, so I think for me uh like growing up i think it just kind of was normalized for me because that's the term that my parents used uh mm -hmm. but i think once i started um so like i worked for as a counselor for this adoption camp um two summers ago that's kind of when i first started kind of hearing about uh the fact that some adoptees were uncomfortable with, with the with the term like gotcha day um, I know some of my campers would say, like, would call it their homecoming day or family day. <laughs> That's oh. cute. Yeah, so I don't know. And it, I guess it's it's not, like, offensive for me just because, you know, like, you grow up with it. So it's just kind of what you're just used to. But I think it's, uh, for me, it's just being sensitive towards adoptees and, like, just, I don't know, it's pretty easy to just... Uh, call it whatever the adoptee mm -hmm. prefers <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah honestly when i first heard the term i was like it made me think of like we're pokemon like oh gotcha <laughs> caught them all <laughs> yo i wish i was a pokemon oh that'd be fun mm -hmm. um but yeah i think kind of i definitely like you know calling it adoption day or like adopt diverse or like because that it, as you mentioned like it's intuitive it makes sense and it feels more like it you know yeah gotcha just means like oh i picked you up but it's <laughs> more than that yeah yeah maybe we should uh, make a new word right adoptiversary mm -hmm. i like if i had i don't know i think of all the terms i've heard adoptiversary is my favorite term just because again it's like it's cute it's punchy and it it feels i don't know there's something about like anniversary and adoptiversary it makes it feel for me personally, it feels very like significant for the meaning. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. I agree with that. Did you guys ever have um, reunions? Because for me, we used to, on my gotcha day which, or adoption day, which is July 16th, we would always try and have um, a little reunion with the girls that I was adopted with, like the families. Oh, that's cute. Oh. 
I know for me, my uh, adoption agency does like, well, I don't know if they still do actually, it was, it's been so long, but they used to schedule um, kind of like adoptee conventions almost. And you mm. could like meet up with other people who are adopted through the same uh, program. That's really cool. I like that. Yeah. I know that my family and the other families, they would have reunions and get togethers and stuff. And they stayed in touch for a couple of years. But I don't know if it was on the day. Um, but eventually, we just kind of lost touch with everybody. But that would have been cool. I mean, I'm sure it was talked about of like, do we want to do this like for the day or around the day? Mm. Yeah, I think one of the nice things though is because my gotcha days in the summer, so it was like more people were likely to be free then, so it was easier to arrange. That's true. Versus yeah. like in the middle of the school year. Totally true. Yeah. Mine is actually coming up really soon. And I think, Maya, you just had yours not too long ago, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, we're recording this kind of in between. Yeah, somewhere between. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Andrew? Because I know the Korean system is uh, much more established than it is for a lot of Chinese adoptees. Uh, in terms of like uh, connection with other adoptees for gotcha days? Yeah. Or, or um, kind of like the people you were adopted with or who were from the same uh, orphanage or area. Yeah, so it's actually pretty crazy because I have not met anyone like from my orphanage, although I visited it when I uh, went back to Korea. Um, I personally have not um, connected with like anyone that was like in the same orphanage as me or have been like in the same area as me so it's it's kind of interesting because i know that connecting with adoptees from like your same orphanage um is pretty common but for me well i don't know if i'd call it common but i've seen it happen before um Mm -hmm. but for me personally like i've i have yet to meet somebody that uh has like said that they're from the same orphanage as i am oh that's too bad yeah, it'll be pretty miraculous, like, if one day I do. That'd be something, like, pretty special, I think. Yeah. Was your orphanage just, like, smaller or in a more rural spot? Um, No, it was, like, just in downtown Seoul. Like, well, I guess it's kind of hard to call it downtown Seoul because it's so massive. But it's just, like, in the middle of Seoul. Um, mm. But, yeah, it's, it's actually pretty interesting. I guess it's also because, like, I've never really talked about like connecting or trying to find a connection with um other adoptees that were in the same orphanage as me um like i've never even really had that conversation like with my parents um but hey like this is it's kind of brought an idea into my head so maybe maybe it'll be a conversation that i'll have with them later yeah and then i'll uh i'll circle back and and relay the information that i find out <laughs> Please do, totally. Yeah, I guess if you're not specifically going out like posting or trying to find those people, it'd be a pretty big coincidence to just be like randomly talking with one of the people adopted from the same orphanage. Like you'd have to have a casual conversation somehow that would have to come up and it would be like a, a series of coincidences to get to that realization. Right. I mean, I think now that now that I think about it, um, when I did my intro post for... Um, the Facebook group, I know that I put in like that I was adopted through um, Eastern Catholic social welfare. Um, and I know that like a couple people commented that they were also adopted through the same agency. Um, but I'm not sure if like 
there are multiple orphanages in Seoul? I would imagine so, but now that I'm thinking about it, see, like now, now I'm trying to pull memories out of the back of my brain. <laughs> but um, maybe I don't know. Now it's time to start researching. You'll have to go back to your post too, and like, oh, yeah, who said same? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, That'd be super cool. Maybe you've already had conversations with them on the Zoom calls. And I just don't even know yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you guys like talk about the story of your adoption often, or like does that ever come up in casual conversation with families? Because I know with like mine, um, I think I just find it referenced sometimes a lot, where it'll be like, "Oh yeah, I remember like this so and so was here." Um, for when you like first came over to America or oh yeah everyone was so excited and like that was kind of like the like thing something that everyone was looking forward to or I don't know if that's just my family yeah it's it's pretty similar in my family as well because um my mom actually made like a like a photo album and um Aww. of like when I arrived for my gotcha day or my adoption day um mm-hmm. so like there's a ton of photos of like everybody um, like waiting at the airport for me, um, oh. and whatnot. So uh, that's that's also another thing that we'll do um, for my gotcha day is just kind of uh, look through the photo album and just kind of look at all. Like she has like I don't know, it's just kind of like a typical like mom kind of photo album where she just <laughs> yeah. like has photos and then like she puts little captions next to the photos Aww. for context and that's so cute. Yeah, so it's uh, pretty similar in that aspect. My mom did something similar too. She made a photo album of or a scrapbook, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but was was also really nice. Um, so my granddad, when he came with my mom to China, um, he did a lot of filming, and mm-hmm. so I actually have a, like a VHS. This was like back in the day before like DVDs were very big. <laughs> um, and so I have a VHS that my mom put together. She kind of, I guess she edited the footage and added music and stuff and narrated it. So when I was little, we used to watch that too. And it's, oh it, has, it has like videos of um, like me on the Great Wall or me with my hugging nanny. Um, some of oh, the, that is so I think they went to like a dumpling banquet and they had like <laughs> the cool Chinese dancing on the stage. So there's like a footage of that. Yeah, it's really cool, actually. Oh, my God. You guys, that sounds so nice, all of you guys. Yeah, it was like a vlog before before vlogs were a thing. <laughs> <laughs> my mom um, was is always really big on pictures and everything. You should, if you ever come over, there's a million pictures of me at my mom's and my dad's house. But Hi. they have, like, my my dad was recording and my mom was recording, like, a lot of stuff. There's tons of pictures. I'm sure, like, we have, like, binders and binders of stuff, so I don't know if it's necessarily, like, a super fancy scrapbook, but it catalogs, like, the whole journey and stuff, and that's the kind of stuff that we have. Um, and then they would talk about, like, you know, oh, we got you. And my mom was always really big on, like, I don't remember having a lot of questions because my mom always, and my dad, always talked about it and made it just, like, part of my story, so I never, like, was like, what happened? Like, how did you get me? um she would always like talk about that stuff now that I'm thinking about it probably especially on my anniversary be like I wish for you on a star and my wish came true and you know Aww. I grew you in my heart instead of my belly thus you know those kinds of stuff and it was always like 
that was part of the my adoption story i guess that's so really cute though yeah my mom and i was would always look up at the stars on my anniversary now that i'm thinking about it oh do you guys like do you casually bring up like your adoption story when you're or like the day that you guys were adopted or anything like that when you're talking to other people outside of family I feel like for me, people just kind of ask because they look at my name and they're like, who the what the are you? <laughs> like I've literally had someone from, I think I've mentioned this before, in um, my college freshman year math class is Calc. And they were, you know, they go through the attendance. So they said my name. They're like, Alia so-and-so. And later on, someone in the class came up to me. and They're like, wow, yeah, I heard the brown, but I didn't see the brown. So I'm oh, surprised yeah. it was you. And I'm like, what? <laughs> Still, what a sentence. <laughs> that was – that's just, like, stuck with me forever. But I feel like kind of – even when I was younger, like, it's just something I've always had to explain because people will look at me and they're like, you don't – I don't look like my father. Um, and they try to piece me with my mother because she is Chinese, but we look nothing alike. Mm. So. I think that's, like, one of the great things about, like, having an adoption community is, like, I think – to an extent, a lot of adoptees, when they converse with people that like aren't familiar with adoption or I don't know, not exposed to it, just like constantly having to explain like your story to mm-hmm. others um, can get a little tiring and mentally exhausting. Um, mm-hmm. So I think that's like one of the great things about like having an adoption community is it seems like you know when it comes to adoption stories like you can talk to them and they understand on a whole le- another level compared to just like i don't know people that you just have outside of the adoption community yeah it's so crazy to me like thinking about how this community has grown into like such this big this big thing and it's just really unique to like be like on the zoom calls or just talking with a bunch of people who just inherently have some connection and just kind of get it on a deeper level than Mm -hmm. anything else without you even having to explain anything yeah for sure um I don't know how they how they did it for you guys but I know for me the way that my mom kind of decided like that I was I was the chosen one um (laughs) was that they sent over the adoption agency sent her a picture of me and she had like x amount of time to decide if this was the baby or not for her um so my mom always tells me the story of like the first time that she saw my face and everything which i i think people are really interested in that because i guess they they know that like yeah like there's things that existed before i met my parents and like but like the idea that like yeah like this is the first time my mom ever saw me and it's a it's a photograph from china like that always like blows people's mind you know mm-hmm. and then some, i posted it one time on my instagram story uh, or my instagram feed or whatever for my uh my anniversary and they were like oh my gosh wow amazing yeah. oh that reminds me so the girls that i was adopted with because we're still in touch um because we grew up in the same city. Mm-hmm. One, one cool thing is we used to boast about how we knew each other before we knew our parents. <laughs> and we, like, we've Aww. known each other like the longest. So, Man, I wish I had a better photo <laughs> um, <laughs> for that. Because my parents, like this is like a common joke. Uh, they would um, kind of laugh at like my first photo and kind of just a lot of the photos of me when they first got me. 
because I'm so I was such a grumpy baby like I was always frowning and they they were joking my favorite word was no and I knew it in both languages as soon as (laughs) I met them (laughs) so Andrew I have a question we've talked a little bit about this on our side when you came over from Korea were there other babies with you guys was it like a small group no it was just me you're like presidential that is like like, full (laughs) welcome (laughs) yeah personal escort and everything (laughs) I've never really thought of uh, it as uh, presidential, but yeah, maybe I'm, you know, on Air Force One. <laughs> right? Like, Korea rolling Force out One. the red carpet, special <laughs> guest. Yeah, but um, <laughs> yeah, I know. So, yeah, when I came over, uh, my parents just thought it was like hilarious when they first saw me because uh, like I didn't have a lot of hair like on my, like, head but i did just have like this one straight like you know like in little rascals and alfalfa like (laughs) how he has has that like one like gelled strain of like hair like that's just like a point oh Oh, like an anime character yeah yeah yeah. that was basically me when i came off the plane that is so cute oh my gosh so they jokingly call me alfalfa sometimes (laughs) especially when when we're going through uh my gotcha day uh, photo album because it's it's yeah i definitely look like a korean alfalfa oh my goodness <laughs> so if they ever make a remake of little rascals in like a k-drama mm-hmm. yeah i think i'm like first on the list perfect you're in oh my gosh <laughs> now i really need to see this i don't know about you guys but <laughs> oh no definitely never find yeah. a picture and feel comfortable yeah i'll uh I know where the photo album is, so I'll uh, yeah. I'll I'll show you guys a a photo of it after. <laughs> nice. Those of you listening who don't know what we're talking about, I highly encourage you to look up a picture of his hair is like infamous too. Like we have I've to seen... do like a side by side comparison. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god, that's pretty adorable. I must say. <laughs> I know that the first time I saw my mom, so my mom. She is tall, she's blonde, um, and obviously she's white. Uh, The first time I saw her, apparently, I could not stop, like, touching her hair because I had never in my little life seen – I was like, is it hay? Like, I did not know what (laughs) this woman was and what was on her head. I would not stop, like, playing with it, which Uh I thought was, like, a really cool story of, like, the first time I met my mom. (laughs) That's so cute. My poor mom, I tortured her. I I cried. Like they oh, put me in her arms and I just cried and wailed. Then they passed me over to my dad and I was just like, oh, everything's fine now. <laughs> oh, no. My poor mom. Right? She's like, I don't think this kid likes me. <laughs> That's so funny. I think I was pretty like nonchalant. Like they when they put uh, me and my mom's arms, I was like, whatever yeah Um, i think i was pretty chill didn't really know what was happening but my mom did say that a lot of the babies were really distressed Mm -hmm. so i guess that'd be really really confusing um and especially because some of them like you said some of the parents they look very different from like chinese people you know Mm -hmm. obviously and Mm -hmm. i guess that and like all the other stuff that was going on must have been really overwhelming for some of the babies yeah it's stressful for babies to like leave the house let alone like you know, go through adoption, I suppose. Mm-hmm. I remember actually reading a book on that, and it mentioned kind of the trauma of when you're taken from 
your birth mother and, you know, kind of passed on to someone else and then you latch on again and then to be taken again is like double trauma. For mm. sure. That makes sense. I know one of the girls, um, she, when once she got placed in her adoptive mother's arms, like she would not leave her arms. Like she would like scream her head off if, if you tried to put her down. And so I think um, my mom was saying how the adoptive mom had to like have the husband help her go to the washroom because the baby wouldn't let go of her. Oh, like a little um, it was like you know how the like koalas like the little babies just like <laughs> holding on tight. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. both cute and a little sad. <laughs> Did you have hugging nannies at your orphanages? I have no idea. Yeah, I've never heard oh, of them. Okay, so at my oh, okay, so at my orphanage, I guess um, some members of the like some seniors in the community must have come by to the orphanage every so often and visited with the babies and so I guess um when my mom and granddad and everyone else in the adoption group went to the orphanage to visit it I think my hugging nanny was there and apparently like I was super excited to see her like my face lit up and I was like really happy all of a sudden mm-hmm. yeah I thought it was so sweet and I said and my mom said oh it was, it was really reassuring to her that like I was being treated well yeah oh yeah. yeah, I wasn't sure if that was like a common theme among orphanages or if that was just mine. I don't know. But this, okay, one that's the thing that's really sad is my orphanage got turned into a senior's home. And so I've actually, I'll never get to visit it. Wait, um, same. Yeah, I, I was looking it up the other day. Well, I guess that makes sense. They don't have enough babies. They have all these seniors now. That's true. It's the flip side. <laughs> yeah. I'm wondering how, like, baby Andrew managed to handle, like, a 13-hour plane ride when adult Alia dies <laughs> for, like, when I went to um, Japan and Hong Kong. Yeah. <laughs> right? I mean, like, I was thinking about it, and I guess it kind of makes sense that, like, some babies that, like, on their gotcha day are easily irritated or, um, like, not willing to kind of unattached from the I don't know from the uh, adopt not the adoptive mother but like the person that brings them I don't know what's the term mm-hmm. what's the term for that like the caretakers and- yeah, yeah 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 the caretakers because like you think about it it's like what probably like 10 plus hour flight from any Asian country to North America mm-hmm. and then like they're probably mentally physically exhausted or maybe they're sleeping on the plane i don't know but then you just have like this family that's just like going absolutely berserk right you and so it might just be like a complete shock to them and then they're freaking out that's that's maybe like that was kind of like my my thinking behind like maybe why baby like some adoptions like gotcha days might not go as planned and like there yeah. might be a lot of crying from the baby just because oh, yeah. it's a long flight and then you have to like experience this your new family and them just like everybody wanting to hold you and like look at you mm-hmm. life is already mm-hmm. also there's like no transition phase right it's just like you're you know you're in your familiar surroundings and then boom it's gone like you're in this yeah. completely unfamiliar 
place with like the, all these unfamiliar people and sights and sounds and smells. And everyone, even though you can't speak the language, the, the things that you're used to hearing, like no one says mm-hmm. that. Oh, true. The definition of a culture shock for a baby who can't comprehend what's happening. Yeah. My gosh. It must be even more traumatic, though, I think, for adoptees who are older when they get adopted. Yeah. Were you guys all adopted when you were, like, relatively young? Yeah, I hadn't formed. I think I have... I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy. Maybe it's, like, my mind playing tricks on me. But I swear I have one single memory of standing under, like, a tree. And I thought I was nuts until my mom, when I, like, a couple of years, when I was, like, eight or nine, showed me a video walking and I was like I know those trees and she's like no you don't I was like I know those trees we're gonna pass the corner and there's gonna be a big thing right there and I was right but any oh anything God. else I was like way too young so yeah I was 18 months I don't have memories like Amy um but I kind of get those phantom memories of like when you've seen a photo so many times that you and you, even if like when you were young and then you you remember it when you're older and you kind of merge that as your own memory mm-hmm. yeah I was adopted when I was one so I have no memories I was like four or five so that's why I'm like there's no way I actually remember anything so I don't know what my brain is doing but or four or five months by the way okay like years old I was like you can remember <laughs> no I was super young so that's why my mom was like there's no way it's not like a thing that you have any memories like I don't know I'm telling you there's gonna be a tree right there and there was a tree and it was just like the one in my little brain it's impressive because I can't really remember like what I did yesterday (laughs) I think that's just quarantine man (laughs) yeah it's just a blurring time right (laughs) yeah I was adopted when I was six months old and yeah Mm -hmm. it's kind of sad because I wish I was kind of like Amy but yeah, I, I have, like, zero memories of, like, my adoption day and, like, anything. But I actually, I found it, it's pretty interesting because when I went to visit the adoption um, orphanage that I was at, and I was talking mm-hmm. to, like, one of the workers that was um, just uh, taking me through my adoption, like, um, like my case, um, mm-hmm. she said that they've actually, Korea... I don't I'm not sure about like other Asian countries like China or um like Taiwan or Thailand or uh countries like that but um they said that they um their adoption process has changed um from when I was adopted and recently they adopted this uh new um kind of plan to where like these orphanages are actually trying to find domestic homes for um the children and then they'll transition to international adoption um but i think it's like a two-year like a two-year process um to try to find domestic homes for these like um like the babies and then if they don't then they can uh transition to like trying to find somewhere else for the for the babies but it's interesting because i wonder if that takes like a if that like does something different like because the babies are about like one or two years old instead of like the five or six months that some some of us were adopted at 
I can't help but wonder if that might be more troublesome for the child or not. Because I guess I've just always heard that like the older you are when you're adopted, like the harder it is to adjust versus like, a, you know, basically a newborn baby, like, you know, under a year. It's really rough at first, but it is super easy to like flip over into a new culture and society and like people. Yeah. It's like internalized trauma versus the kind that's like right there. And I wonder if there's any like research or data to to say what, you know, just like for more information about that. Um, there's a program run by CCAI for Chinese adoptees to go back to China. And they help with um, some of the costs. Do decreeing adoptees have something similar? Yeah, yeah. So um, I'm not exactly sure what adoption agencies have those. I know that they exist, and I know that there's. Um, I've I've met a couple adoptees that have gone on those trips where they're kind of they're led by the adoption agent, like, and then you just kind of go and you. Uh, you're like with this adoption group with like different adoptees from the same agency as you. And then you just kind of um, tour the orphanages, tour the cities. And um, yeah, it's kind of like that. That's cool. And do they help um, cover some of the costs? Yeah, I think, yes. I'm I'm pretty sure that, yeah, it does help. But like, don't quote me on that. <laughs> that's awesome mm -hmm. um so i'm gonna wrap up this episode but do you guys have any final thoughts you'd like to share no matter what you call it if you celebrate it or don't it's pretty cool piece of all of our history um mm -hmm. and i think it's pretty neat that like we as a community have something unique to hopefully celebrate what yeah. makes us and like what binds us together like that for that's very personal to all of us and I like that it is something that is celebrated because I think with adoption there's a lot of negative feelings and um connotations and I'm glad that there's like also this positive like oh this is something you should celebrate even if it's maybe not necessarily you're proud of being an adoptee it's something positive mm -hmm. and it's good yeah I also like how we can like you know look back on the stories that we're told from when we were adopted and remember them fondly or you know be able to joke about them with family yeah it just kind of brings back good memories and um it's just like yeah another special day that you can celebrate with your family and just reminisce and i don't know have a good good conversation yeah. yeah. <laughs> and eat some good food. Right, yeah. right, right, right. <laughs> ah, food. The, mo the most it makes important everything part. better. Yeah, <laughs> the most important part. <laughs> there's anything that brings the community together, it's eating delicious food. Absolutely. <laughs> so well, thank you, Andrew, for joining us today. Yeah, thank you so, so much for um, having me on the podcast. It was a lot of fun talking to you guys and talking about adoption days and gotcha days and whatnot. So hopefully, uh, I can um, come on again at some point because, yeah, I really enjoyed my time. So thank you again for having me on. Oh, thank you for coming on with us. Yes, yeah. thank you. Thank you for still coming to my annoying peer pressure. 
<laughs> no, it's not peer pressure because I was actually, I feel like I was the one that was wanting to be on it more. <laughs> I think Aww. I was more peer pressuring you to let me on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're glad you came on. So thank you to all of our listeners who have joined us. Um, tune in next week for, I don't know what we'll be discussing next week. Um, Thinking, right? But there will be an episode coming out um, <laughs> after this one. If you're interested in participating in one of these episodes, you can email us at somewhere.between.podcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram with our new handle at somewherebetween.fam to stay connected with casting calls, updates, and more. See you guys next week. Bye.